Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this week's edition of American Billiard Radio. My name is Mr. Bond. I'll be your host once again this week. And today is Cinco de Mayo. Hey, or it could be May the 5th. Depends on how you look at it. And this week's show is brought to you in part by Q Sports International. Creating more choices for more players. So we got a couple of headlines for you uh, this week. So lots of little busy things going on in the pool world right now. Um, if you didn't hear, Mark Cantrell has relaunched his ever so popular Legends and Champions pool tour. Um, this is kind of a fun thing you guys might want to check into uh, if you're going to be in uh, or if you live in one of the areas that they're coming through. This is It's a blast. Uh, they're going to grab Darren Appleton and Johnny Archer and make an appearance at some different locations. They're going to have a little fun. Sometimes they're going to do dinner, sometimes an exhibition and some trick shots and some conversation, and then uh, followed by clinics. And so, uh, you know, you have a chance to to hang out with some uh, experienced professional players and even get some lessons out of it if you so desire. So if you're looking in, uh, you know, want to look into that, contact Mark Cantrell at 480-612-7732. He can give you more information about that. They're kicking that off in June uh, down in Alabama, and they're going to be working their way around the south and, uh, and then coming up north a little bit. So, yeah, check into it. It should be a good time. Um, also coming up there in the beginning of June is uh, the NAPT. If you don't remember, the NAPT is a new um, women's professional organization. And uh, they're announced, they've just announced, they're uh, scheduled their first event for June 3rd through the 5th. This will be in uh, Virginia, uh, Herndon, Virginia, I believe it is. And wow, it's uh, double elimination, limited to 64 players. With the full field, they're looking at a $21,000 purse. So uh, I believe that uh, if you want to, find out information about that you can contact linda shea or uh you know check on the press releases at azbilliards.com and of course also at the beginning of june i'm just giving you a heads up on some early stuff coming up here that you might want to mark on your calendar you know accustats is make it happen one pocket invitational is coming up and uh that'll be outstanding or did i just completely read that wrong no, it's June the 2nd through the 5th, as a matter of fact. You're going to want to uh, check into the getting a pay-per-view for that. Uh, some, the best one pocket on the planet is going to be played in that uh, contest. So make sure you mark it on your calendar if you don't want to miss it. Coming up uh, May the 13th, Chuck Markless Memorial. Once again, a great event going on in Sacramento, California. It is also a Moscone Points uh, qualifier. So... The guys are going to get the, be out there uh, uh, getting their points, trying to get their points on, including Mr. Rodney Morris, who lives right up the road there. You know, we decided to talk to Rodney today. Uh, Mark Cantrell is going to be getting with him a little bit later on in the show. 
And they're talking about um, Rodney's uh, run for the Moscone Cup and his new uh, Vest Invest project. And, you know, we talk a little bit about this upcoming four-pocket table challenge that uh, Earl Strickland and Darren Appleton are about to undertake this very weekend. Uh, Rodney spits out, oh, we all kind of spit out our opinion on what we think about the four-pocket table. That's a, It's an interesting, unique uh, concept that Earl's been pushing. And him and Darren are going to go at it on this table, this four-pocket table, this weekend. So check into that. It's going to be May 6th, 7th, and 8th, uh, pay-per-view only. Um, they're going to play 10-ball. Go to kingsofbilliards.com if you want to sign up to watch that. That should be a really interesting piece of history being made there. And last but not least, also this going on this weekend, the 6th, 7th, and 8th, there is a professional 8-ball competition going on at the Cameron Room up in Beloit, Wisconsin. Uh, Ray Hansen and uh, his crew are going to be up there streaming that for you. If you want to check into that, go to PoolActionTV.com. Obviously, you can sign up for the pay-per-view there. Lots of good pool coming up for you guys, either to watch or to go see. So, you know, it's a good time to be a pool player, you guys. All right, well, stick around. That's all the headlines for this week. We are going to get back at you with uh, Mr. Rodney Morris right after your one-minute pool instructor. Hi, I'm Scott Lee. And I'm Randy G. And welcome to the One Minute Pool Instructor. So Scott, last segment we talked about learning from uh, DVDs and books. And I guess we both agreed that's a good thing. Sure. In, in essence, that's real good. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you approach it? I know that you are really good at at videotaping a student and then going back. Don't you use a report card or something? I do. I do. The Tell first, us about that. The first thing I do with any student, and really the, the skill level doesn't matter, uh, is do a complete video analysis because I want to see as well as have the student see yeah. exactly what they do from start to finish, from standing back and decision making to stepping into the shot line to getting ready to hit the cue ball to actually striking the cue ball. Yeah, that timing and rhythm. Yeah, and, 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 and everybody has their own sense of timing and rhythm. What we try to help them do is find their best yeah. uh, way to set up and deliver the cue. And then to teach them how to train themselves to be able to take that information and then ingrain it to the point where they can compete with it. So I mentioned a report card. Mm -hmm. um, um, we use a 10-point report card. We do, and, and, and those 10 points cover all aspects of what we do physically and mentally, uh, how our eyes work, whether or not you keep your cue level or tight angle grip, it up. Loose how, grip. Yeah, how, how tight your grip is, what, uh, where your cue is finishing when you're done. There's a lot of talk about follow-through. Right. We finish our swing. Amen. Uh, because there is no set amount of follow-through that's right. It's individual for everybody. Yeah, once you get to the cue ball, the cue ball's gone. Right. Uh, 
no amount of follow through is ever going to change that cue well. Nope. So, Scott, have you ever had somebody tell you that that's not them? <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I have. Have yeah, you? Yeah, oh yeah. But, but they could plainly see us, their shirt, their cue, you know, their bald head. Yeah, they, they say, no, no, that's not me. I don't do that. Right. And what, what do they mean by they don't do that? Well, what they mean is that they don't know right. that they do those things. Like cue stick up in the air sure. at the end of your stroke. Uh, we, we see that an awful lot in the league every week. Yeah, the bell ringers. Yeah, the bell ringers and the sword fighters. And, and, and if you're fighting your cue, boy, it's pretty hard to, to strike that ball accurately. Yeah, for sure. So video analysis, uh, the way the SPF group does it is maybe different than how some other instructors do. But in my opinion, I think that if you don't do some sort of intensive video analysis, you're really not providing the student with the best potential service that you can provide. Yeah, because now they're not seeing our ideas, they're seeing actually what they're doing and, and then putting our SPF uh, uh, words to their stroke. And, right. And, uh, and to me, this is, the, this is the significant difference between uh, professional instructors and professional players who try to teach. Not all of them, but some of them. All they can do is teach you their stroke. What an instructor can do is teach you your stroke. Right. And, and, and teach you how to evaluate it, how to fix well, that's it. That's more important when it gone wrong. Yeah. How, how what do you do when it? the wheels fall off? Yeah. Yeah. And that happens to everybody, even the pros. We saw them in the Moscone Cup shoot the balls right in the rails, just like the rest of us do yeah. every once in a while. So the reason for the report card then is this student then can not only see his evaluation, but take it with him to you. Oh yeah, they take it with them. Not, not, so we first grade them on what we saw them do without any direction from us. And it's our job uh, to be cheerleaders, to point out the things that they do well, and everybody does well, things amen. well. Everybody does. And then it's also our job to uh, give constructive criticism to help them fix the things that have a potential for inconsistency. Yeah, things aren't really broke. No, just, I like yeah. that word, inconsistent. Well, I don't like words like good, bad, right, or wrong. No. I mean, a guy can poke the ball in the hole eight or nine times in a row. Who's to say that's wrong for that person? Well, we've seen it. But can they do that every time on demand, under pressure, in one try? Maybe well, not. Maybe not, yeah. And so, again, the whole idea behind the report card is we show the student their strengths and weaknesses, and then we help them to figure out their best routine, and then we show them how to practice that routine until they can actually use it in competition. Amen. Cool. Um, All right. So um, um, I agree 100% that uh, probably better than watching a DVD is to get your own uh, video analysis from a, a qualified instructor absolutely and then start from there because it's you we're worried about not what the instructor does exactly all right next time uh, let's talk about the origins of uh, SPF oh yeah that's that's my favorite all right well we'll see you next week this for the one minute pool instructor I'm Scott Lee and this is Randy G we'll see you then back to American Billiard Radio. This is the Legends and Champions Report. I am your host, Mark Cantrell. And uh, there's been some things going on in the pool world. Uh, there's not much going on right now. 
Uh, actually, there is one thing coming up, and we'll get to that. But, uh, you know, I've been looking at the Moscone Cup uh, leaderboard a little bit and see where everybody's standing. There's so many of these qualifiers, uh, you know, points, qualified point events that are going on this year that it's kind of hard to keep track of. Mm-hmm. But the leader at this point is uh, Rodney the Rocket Morris. And I have him with me on the line and Dave Bond, the producer of American Bleed Radio. How you doing, Dave? Everything okay with you? I'm doing okay with you, Rodney. Yes, sir. Yeah, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Just uh, I'm driving uh, from Sacramento from home, going uh, to Reno right now. I'm gonna go uh, see my my kids, my ten and eleven year old uh, boy and girl. So yeah, I'm excited oh, about seeing them. That's good. I, I didn't think about that. You because you moved now up to the Sacramento area and uh, Reno. What? How far is Reno away from? Uh, like, what, a couple exactly, hours? A, yeah, exactly two hours away. They live, live in Sparks, just on the outskirts of Reno. It's pretty cool. Yeah. So you got you get to see them a lot more than you did when you were in uh, Hawaii. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, <laughs> well, let's, let's start with I, I guess the I guess the last two tournaments that you played in uh, was the Wyoming Open and the Dunkirk Memorial. And uh, the Wyoming Open was a Moscone Cup points. And how did you do that? I think you won that one, didn't you? Yeah, I won. Uh, uh, I played like three of those uh, in a row, like tournaments. And then uh, the Wyoming one, we go every year. My buddy uh, uh, Eddie Glode is the mayor of a town over there in Saratoga, and he does it. So that was the ninth year running. Shane was there. Uh, Shane ended up uh, winning two of them. He won the Saratoga event, and he won the eight ball. He beat me in the semifinal with the eight ball, and uh, I ended up winning the ten ball uh, on Friday. So Shane won two of them. I won one. Then the next week we went to, um, you know, that Don Coates in Raleigh, and I ended up uh, squeaking by and winning that one. And that was a Moscone event, so I think that put me in first place. But then after that we went to Valley Forge, and I didn't do very well, so I'm not sure what's going on. And then well, I'm that's missed, right. I think. Yeah, I missed. I think I missed two of them. So out of eight, I played in six. And uh, I, I think I'm going to miss another two or three. So we'll see how it goes. i got to do good, you know. And uh, I'm not going to play all of them. It's just way too hard to, to travel all over the country for every single one of them. But that's pick right. the battles, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it, those those tournaments, the Wyoming and the Don Goes, I mean, in one, okay, they're not what you might, it's not the U.S. Open, right? But yeah. it's but it's also it's not a bunch of bangers either. That you got to you get to be playing pretty good to win. Yeah, no, they uh, you know I, I lost in the, in the Don Coates on uh, on like final eight on the winner side to uh, I lost I think nine five to Justin Bergman, and uh, so I had to play or maybe even like last sixteen on the winner. So I lost kind of kind of early on and then uh, just grinded back and. Uh, End up playing some good matches and one, one, you know, one a hill, hill here and there, and you know, next thing you know, I'm in the finals. So uh, that was pretty. And then I was with Alex, uh, race to 13. It was 11-11, and he scratched in the side on the break, and and then I ran out and broke and ran out to win it. So that was uh, that was a pretty. Uh, had a lot of ebb and flows. Alex was Alex and I, you know, like brothers, right? But he was like he was mad at me. He was like. He said, man, he said, why couldn't you let me win? He said, I haven't won a nine-ball tournament since 2008. <laughs> 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 He's winning all the one-pocket tournaments, right? 
what was it? Which was the tournament where I think it was, was it Corey was doing some kind of funky break? That was in uh, Valley Forge. The next week he was doing a uh, 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 safety break because it was allowed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what, they, they, uh, he's going down to the bottom rail and coming back up into the pack or something. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I didn't play very well, so I didn't. Uh, there was a, they had a funky cue ball they 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 used there, so I, I wasn't. It, it confused me. So I, I, I was expecting the measles cue ball, and they had some other ball in there, so I didn't play very well, and so I got knocked out early. And then I heard about the <laughs> Corey told me he was safe breaking, but I never got a chance to watch a match. That would have been uh, that would have been funny to watch though, because uh, you know if I played him, he wouldn't have been able to do that same exact uh, rack only because. The rule was there's no you, you can't pattern rack, so he was putting the two ball in the same spot every time. So I would make him I would make him move the two ball if we, if we were playing each other. But but as far as the safety break and what he, whatever he was doing, that was totally illegal. So uh, I guess some people didn't like it, but it's funny. He does. I mean, I tell you what, that guy he just comes up with such goofy stuff sometimes. I don't know if he's goofy or what. Or what? Does he sit around at night? Honestly, I mean. Where do you come up with this stuff? He, uh, I remember watching one time. Uh, it was he was playing some guy, and I was sat with uh, your buddy Johnny, and we're watching, and he's breaking with a bridge. He's got, he's got a freaking bridge, and he's breaking with the bridge. Yeah, he did that in the finals with me in uh, in Florida in November last last year, and because uh, he was having a hard time with his break and jumping it off the table with pinball. And he used the bridge, and he hit, he hit them really good, actually. Uh, it's funny. He hit a couple of really good ones. And that, is it like an insult when somebody starts breaking with a bridge, though? It's like, oh, look, I'm this good. I can break with a bridge. I'm beating uh, you. Yeah, I don't know what Yeah, I don't know what he's doing. He lost, though, so I guess, I guess he's probably reevaluating that whole bridge thing. <laughs> well, so, talking about... Goofy. Um, I'm not sure if I should use the term goofy. It might be innovative, but uh, I think tomorrow starts the. Uh, I think they're playing for ten thousand dollars. I don't know if it's ten thousand a man or ten thousand total. That's always that's always something that I can never figure out when they say it's a ten thousand dollar match. Um, we've got Darren Appleton who's playing Earl Strickland. And they're playing on the table. I, I believe it's a nine-foot table that only has four four corner pockets, no side pockets. Right. So, what's what's your thoughts on that, Rugby? Uh, one of my thoughts are, you know, I always was taught, you know, what from Hawaiian Brian, my mentor. You know, it's like side pockets are for suckers anyway. So, you know, I stay away from side pockets as much as I can, but. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, I think it'll be easier to play, actually. A lot of times, that you know, how many times, you know, you, you, you're shooting the side, you trying to play safe, you come up one rail and you're scratching the side. Well, no more of that. You can go ahead and just, you know, use those rails. And, you know, just, it's just an, it's same thing about cue ball. You know, Darren and Earl, you know, great shot makers, and they got great cue ball control. So I don't foresee it being an issue at all. I think whoever's going to win the other way is going to win this way. Yeah, I saw a picture of the table. It was like a... Uh, like uh, I don't know, not a bird's eye view. It's like a, it's a like you if you crouch down, if you the, the bottom of the table and look across the table, and and I'm looking at the rail, how long the rail goes without you know without that side pocket there. I'm thinking, man, yeah. is, that, is that an opportunity there? Whereas now you can run, can you run it all the way down the rail? 
All the way. Like to, I, but, but I tell you this one. I tell you this one. I'd like to fucking play somebody. I play anybody on some pinball on that one. I mean, minimum ten thousand dollar bet, and I'll bet my own money. I'll play like that. I like. That's the way. I'm ready. You heard it live on <laughs> on the radio. <laughs> yeah. That's Come on. Funny. I mean, I've been looking for a game for a long time. Doesn't matter. I don't care who it is. Big, small, fat, skinny, old, young. My mother called me up. She's going to get played. <laughs> are, you, are you serious? You're on the full pocket table. You you can see your chances on that. I want to play 10 ball. Yeah, exactly. I want to play some 10 ball. I want to play with anybody anyway. But yeah, on that table, for sure. Yeah. Hmm, yeah. So maybe tell them I got winner. Maybe tell them I got winner. I'm flying in. I might even come in on horseback. Start going. I'll start. I'll leave from Reno right now. <laughs> it's surprising to me that you seem so confident of it, and I'll tell you why. Because you you said, "Well, I don't try not to use the side pockets anyhow," and it takes that scratch out of the. Well, how many how many times do you make a ball in the side pocket, and how many times do you scratch in it? It's yeah, well, exactly, exactly. Making... The the ten ball break with the uh, it all the guys all make that side ball. You know the one the balls behind the one go straight in the side. Well, eliminate that. Now we get a little bit more playing though. And I'm always one for playing. That's why I like the pockets tight. I don't like you know I don't like just break contests. I'm no good at break contests. I don't think I've ever won a break contest in my life. Mm. So. Well, it's always been it's been coming around more and more about the you say break contest or racing contest. It keeps being brought up more and more that you know this the pools turning into more of a you know all these guys are talented, you know excel. You guys are fabulous. You can make balls from all over the place, but you know it's not about that anymore. It's about how well you can rack the balls. And people sit around. That's all. Uh, your your buddy there, uh, Raj, Raj Hundal, and yeah. he uh, on a, a. It's an older video, but it was up there on Facebook, and I, I took a look at it. And he was saying, "Hey, this is you know, it's really this. They're over there practicing racking the balls. They're not practicing making the balls in the pocket." Right, right, right. Yeah, I mean. I tell you one yeah, difference exactly. that that four pocket table will make a difference because you, it, now uh, the bank shot and the combination shot will become a lot more critical. You're gonna be stuck yeah, in the, exactly. you're gonna be you're gonna be stuck in the middle of the table at some point, and you gotta go somewhere and and you know your pocket's gonna end up blocked. Blah blah blah. You're gonna have to know how to bank and or combo uh, it, with those pockets gone. So I can see how it might yeah, be. Yeah, I mean, I think more. Yeah, I think more. Sorry, I think more that the, you're going to see guys shooting those less because you know those side pockets are not there, so they're not going to shoot shoot those as much. You know, like you're not to. It's just hard to shoot a long rail bank, you know, when you're playing a rotation game. You mm-hmm. know, but the yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, and then a lot of times, you know, it's going to come up. The safety is going to come up a little more because you know a lot of times guys build position or they That's they true. mess up position and they come short and they just cross bank it in the side. It's like a bailout, right? Right. Right. Yeah, they come up short, and next thing you know, they're just banking in the side and roll the cue ball around three rails, and it's natural. So That's well, right. They take the side pocket out. Yeah, they don't have that, you know, they don't have that option. You know, or they mess up position for the corner, and then they, then now they can cut it in the side, you know, when they weren't trying to play that. So I think that's, 
that's where Earl got that whole uh, mm-hmm. thing. You know, I think he got that idea from from you know so many guys being bailed out from the side pockets. Right, right. Well, let me let me ask you true. this, and I'll get an observation that I have in my head, and you're you're the expert here. Um, does this uh, lend itself to uh, a one pocket player? I mean, do, do you think a one pocket player's got any kind of advantage in this? No, nah, you know, and, and you know, saying that though, they both play, you know, good one pocket, but they're uh, the one pocket. Now, just keep on control. They all run the balls great. That's why they're great one pocket players as well, because you know, when it's time to run the balls, they run the balls. But but it's going to be it's going to be a lot. You know, it's going to it's going to be a lot uh, easier and less less you know weird than people think. You know, really? it's going to be it's going to be the same thing running out. You know, just that it's just going to be different. You know, there's like. You know, obviously, there's not going to be no cross side banks. You know, there's not. You know, instead of that, the guys are going to try and hide the cue ball and leak distance. You know, and uh, you know, you're still going to shoot the long rail banks that you would shoot normally. You know, the you know, if somebody leads you rail to rail, you know, long rail. You know, the percentages of you know, you're still going to shoot the ones in the corner, right? Yeah, but this, but the good, but the good part is now when you when you go ahead and you know bank the long rail bank, you're you'll probably be more aggressive on it because. Now they don't have to worry about it going, you know, missing and coming up and coming right in front of the side pocket. You understand? So you can yeah. play it safe that way too. Yeah, you can play. You know, so there's going to be more. I think you'd be a little bit more aggressive on the long rail banks because you can miss them and then you're not selling out the ball in the side. What's well, your what, what would you? What's your prediction for this match? Uh, I predict Earl only because uh, the you know confidence uh, that he's been playing on it. He's he's got that you know the first time. You know, then, then uh, you know, maybe the second time, uh, probably Dan might be the favorite, but uh, I, I predict Earl the first time. Mm. Uh, but I don't know which Earl, though. There's, there's about eight of them, but I predict the, you know, the one I know. The one I play partnered with in Moscone Cup, I think you'll get him. <laughs> there's about seven other ones that might show up. Well, I don't know. <laughs> uh, well, um, you've, I've seen a couple of things uh, about you as well. Uh, that just want to touch on a little bit. Um, the yeah, it, it, on, uh, it was on Facebook, I think, is where I've seen it, and it was you, you're working on getting into shape. You're doing uh, some kind of exercise routine, and you started healthy eating. I, I guess you were up to like what, what were you up to, like 500 pounds or something? Five, five hundred. I cut that in half last week. So I'm down to two fifty. <laughs> and, uh, and actually, I just, uh, since, you know, since Thursday, that's, or, you know, or, yeah, go, yeah, this is a week now, I'm down 10 pounds. Just from, uh, you know, not, obviously not drinking alcohol, I quit drinking, and, uh, and I just eating, you know, I just, you know, start eating clean and sort of keeping, you know, stay away from the carbs and, you know, making sure portion control, you know, all the stuff, and then I, I've been in the gym. So, and, you know, I picked up this, uh, you know, or I, I'm, I'm a, you know, rep- representative or, you know, I'm sponsored by the uh, new company uh, called Mule, which stands for Most Unreal Lifting Experience. And it's, uh, they're, they're awesome. The bands, you know, it's a, it's a resistance band and they're like unbelievable. Like you, you can never build a band and it's, there's a bunch of different exercises that I do, you know, for resistance training for, for, you know, to help my pool game. So it's good, it's, you know, and I'm I'm, get, I'm getting uh, getting stronger and I'm feeling better. And I figure, you know, I mean, if I'm going to be representing a company like that, you know, a fitness type of company, I better look the role, you know. 
Nothing wrong with injecting a little class into the game, Rodney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like, you know, everybody's like, oh, you look like you're, uh, you know, you got, you got ready to, uh, you're a butler, or are you ready to drive? Like, uh, you know, that's good that we look different. You know, that's the whole thing. We want to look different, and we want, to, and I feel better. You know, I feel, I feel like I put that vest on. You know, long sleeve shirt. And I'm like, I feel like a professional, and I feel like I'm gonna, I'm there to perform, and people are, are gonna enjoy watching. Sure, that's good. Um, what, what else you got going on? Anything else? Uh... Uh, we got, uh, you know, well, uh, you know, one of my main main uh, friends and sponsors, Andy Andy Billiard Cloth, uh, Andy Cloth USA, uh, best cloth. Uh, so, you know, we're doing that, making a big push, sponsoring some events now. Uh, Tony Chohan, you know, uh, he's doing his uh, tour, and uh, Andy Cloth is a is a title sponsor for that. And then uh, you know the brake rack. I still I got to get back. To, you know, working with my brake rack because my ten ball brake is uh, slacking. So I'm gonna get on my brake. So brakerack.com, and then uh, 
Well, I'm using a new cue. I don't know if people uh, uh, seen or noticed, but the last month I've been playing, you know, better, and it's I got a new uh, cue that suits me actually. Uh, Pete Tascarella, he made me a, a good cue. He's a great cue maker, and uh, I love it. Very good. Very oh. good. Yeah. It sounds like uh, you're a busy fellow. I know you've just been gone for a month or so, uh, traveling around with all these tournaments and Super Billions Expo and. Florida and that kind of thing. So uh, you're probably glad to be home with your with your family again. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, Mother's Day uh, uh, this weekend. We're going to go to uh, uh, you know uh, my fiance and I. We're going to uh, Monterey. So uh, I think the room was like six hundred bucks. Oh, okay. That's on Mother's Day. So we're going to go over there and you know have a have a Mother's Day weekend and. uh, uh, what do you call? It? Oh, I wanted also to say that the um, uh, clothing universe clothing. Uh, we got a bunch of new clothes, and we're going to make a big push here soon. And in the next couple of weeks, the website's going to be up. People can order from there, and the clothes are awesome, amazing. So, so keep an eye out for universe clothing because uh, yeah, I don't know if what you guys seen Johnny and I played our match last week, and we were both wearing the uh, white long sleeve button down under our vest, and it was unbelievable. Yeah, felt so good. Like. Cool. What, what's, exactly. the, what's the playing in the uh, Markalis, Chuck Markalis? Yeah, I'll be there next week. I mean, you know, that's right by my house, you know, 10 minutes from my house, so I'll be, okay. I'll be there for sure. Cool. Yeah, Hard Times Billiards and, you know, uh, 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 Karen them and, uh, you know, Mike, they're, they're, they're unbelievable people, you know, they're great yeah. people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome yeah. game, and, and they're, doing, they're doing great stuff and picking up right where their, their father left off, you know? Sure, sure, sure. After that comes, uh, let's see, I'm looking at the Moscone Point schedule. I think the next one after that. Oh, yeah, that, I'd like to know that. I don't even know. Uh, did they cancel the one in Olathe? Uh, no, it's still on. They, at least it's on, it's, on the, it's on Matchroom's calendar is what I'm, I'm looking at. And they've still got it on here. Yeah, they, they, uh, yeah somebody said that they changed the dates. It's going to be. Somebody right. Oscar Dominguez actually messaged me. 
Yeah, the, yeah. the date so, is, is uh, not on there. It just says July. And the, um, uh, let's see, what do we got here? The Bar Table Championships? Vegas. Or Vegas, Reno. Reno, that's what it is. Yeah. Reno, uh, that. No, not Vegas. Uh, when is that? The, uh, oh, God. Well, it's not, the dates are not listed to that either. So I guess I don't know when that's coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, the next one is July and uh, the BCA, uh, Mark Griffin stuff. Yeah, okay. So Chuck Markless the US, is coming the US up. Open at 10 ball, 8 ball. Yes, and, yeah. that's it. Exactly. Uh, the next one on the calendar is is Chuck Markless. After that is Ginky Memorial. After that should be uh, the Midwest. When, when is Ginky Olympic. Memorial? May 29th and 30th. It's Steinway. Oh, man. I'm going to have to fly in for that one. I want to I want to play in that one. That seems like a... Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna say. Good thing you know. You know see, I don't even know half the tournaments. <laughs> I don't know how I'm gonna make it. <laughs> the first step is knowing which tournaments to go to. Uh, yeah. It's very important. Yeah, yeah, that's true too. <laughs> All right. You know, are you are you the house pro there at uh, hard times? No, you know, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, I go over there and you know, I just play, you know, but uh, that's my home pool room now. But I don't, I don't, uh, you know, I don't do much. I get lessons, you know, and stuff over there. People, people want lessons. I go there, but uh, you know, I practice with my buddy Amar at Amar Kang's house. You know, so he's ten minutes from me as well. So we work together, and uh, and that's it. I don't spend much time at the pool room though. I I, I like hard times, uh, Sacramento. Uh, down there. Yeah, well, it's Fair Oaks, right? It's not Sacramento. It's Fair Oaks, but it's suburb of. Well, it's Citrus Heights. Heights. Citrus Heights, actually. Yeah. Citrus Heights. Well, he's on the border. Fair Oaks. Yeah. yeah. He's, yeah, on, yeah. he's on Fair Oaks Boulevard, maybe. Is that right? No, it's on uh, Auburn and Garfield. Okay, well, how wrong can I get in one sentence, huh? You know, you got you got the right you got the right uh, zip code. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what I do know. I'll tell you this. Uh, if you go, there's the front entrance and then the back entrance. And the back entrance is where people go and go out back and smoke and stuff. But uh, uh, right right next door to it, if it's still there, is uh, like cosmet cosmetology school. Yeah, at if, the end of the if, building there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you're out there at the right time, if you're a young, virile male who's single, it's uh, quite a sight to see when they all leave for the day. Oh yeah, no. I went there one time, and the girl, I was like, yeah, I don't know if it's worth it. I'm gonna be here. Yeah, they come in all the time. They always, they always eat lunch there and the food and all that. So yeah, there's a lot of, uh, yeah, aspiring, uh, uh, what do you call that, beauticians. Yeah, yeah, beautiful <laughs> dropouts. Anyway, <laughs> we'll leave it at that before we all get ourselves into trouble. Um, okay. It's been it's been wonderful, Rodney. Thank you very much for your time. I appreciate. Uh, good luck with your, uh, your all, all the different things you got going on, and with your uh, chase for the Moscone Cup points. Hopefully, you can make as many of those as you can. I will. Thank you. I appreciate it, guys. Thanks for the time, too. No problem. Speak to you later. All right. All right. Take care. Bye. Well, that's from the Legends and Champions report on American Billiard Radio. Thanks to Rodney Morris and thanks, Dave. I know I kind of did give you a whole lot of chance to talk uh, <laughs> on this one. <laughs> but uh, I do appreciate you being there. There was a reason for you being around, but then I realized it was wrong. You understand that? 
because you had the information about after the Don Coast Memorial. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And uh, Rodney was the number one place. But we, we totally forgot about the Super Billy's Expo, which is worth more points. Yep, yep, yep. And he said he didn't do well in it, so I don't know where he stands uh, at, at this point. But he's, he's, he's either number one or he's, he's going to be right there. He's going to be close. Yeah. So, uh-huh. um, thank you, Dave. I appreciate you joining me for, uh, you know, wasting your time listening to me and Rodney. <laughs> and thank you all for listening. And uh, until next week, keep shooting straight. <laughs>